Hey, hey, it's KJ, and welcome to the Midwest Bias Podcast. It's been a long time, and so we're back, and we've got a longer episode today, so I'm not going to really do anything in this segment, except to say that those of you who have been asking for Rachel reports to come on and talk about the State Fair Foods will be happy today, and I also hope that you will stay tuned for our non-Midwestern guest of the week, and I hope that you will sign up for her workshop coming this Sunday, November 19th, and we'll talk all about that workshop later in the podcast. I think you'll love it, and you'll love her, so please consider doing that and enjoy this episode. And thanks for sticking with us. Time to drink some beer. Taste test with the Hall of Famer. Well, yeah, it is way past time for the taste test with the Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, Hall of Famer. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Now, I just looked up our last episode was sometime in August. It was right after Mama died. So, because she was in the episode with the taste test with the Nashville and nieces. So, a lot's happened. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, There's no way we can recap all these things, but we're here. So, it's time for... What are you, laughing at my hair? No. She's laughing at my hair. So, the Hall of Famer, I let her loose on the clippers. No, we're not going for a walk right now. No. I let her loose with the hair clippers. Disaster. And our our buddy, Amy Mosley... Hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Amy is is good at cutting hair with the clippers, doing a fade, I guess it's called. So she talked us through kind of, not the whole time, but face FaceTime, checking in in, in increments. And uh, you kind of just kept going. You didn't stop. So I've got a mohawk. Well, no, I felt pretty good like on the bottom, like the bottom half of your head. It was one that I started to have to like blend it with the rest of mm-hmm. your head. Because yeah. once I did the bottom, then all it, then it kind of looked like a mushroom top. <laughs> yes. So then I had to try to blend it. Yeah. Well, that didn't work so good. Yeah. And so... right now I'm getting distracted by the <laughs> the misshape. <laughs> okay of the face in other words you're laughing at my hair yeah kind of all right well it's a mohawk and so that is definitely Um, new okay well let's talk about the beer now the beer was donated by um mick martin yes oh hang on it's the name drop name drop of the week and and mick he, he he kind of felt a little sheepish. He sheepishly walked in to Mama's funeral with a bag of beer, <laughs> and said, "I know this is this is a funeral, but you got to taste test these on the podcast." And it's it's from I'll let you tell, but it's from a brewery in Decorah, Iowa, mm-hmm. where they live. He and his wife Linda, and we had never had it until we were just in Vail yep. with that same Amy that mm-hmm. we were talking about, and um, th- they she and Lindsay brought us a couple of different beers mm-hmm. not knowing that this brewery was one of the beers they picked yes so we had to go all the way to colorado to get this beer yep. but it was now a sour and it was really good it was a sour okay yep. now these are different so i'll let you explain them okay but before well, i oh go ahead before i do 
two things. One, on the bag, it was cute because it said, on the bag, for the podcast. Oh, <laughs> like he so wrote I like it. that. Yep, just in case we forgot. With Sharpie and Sharpie. Because yep, yeah. we didn't have a lot going on. Uh-huh. But, you yep. know, we're, we're saving it for the podcast. And two, we added the rating yeah system. i was thinking we gotta do the rating system yeah. but then i'm like why would we do it when our nashville and nieces exactly. could do it so take it away laurel take it away sienna zero equals ish one equals criminy two equals oofta three equals it's interesting four equals ah uh, geez that's good and five equals yeah betcha thank you very much girls okay so what do you have both of them are from Toppling Goliath Brewing Company, and that's in Decorah, Iowa. Uh, they are both... Whoa, whoa. What? Oh. Do we have a Midwestern beer? We most certainly do. Uh, they are both bottles, not cans. Uh, the label, ooh, this one in particular, has the, the wax over the top. Oh, the ceiling, the wax yep. ceiling, yeah. The wax ceiling, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was actually quite difficult to get the wax off of there. But we made it happen. So it has the, the white wax dripping down the side, so it looks pretty yeah. fancy. And then the label itself, it looks like an, like a... Someone just coming off like a Rome sculpture, um, taking a... I wish Laurel were here to give her... Uh-huh. Yeah, she would not be impressed. Uh, taking a jug that says Naughty Temple on it. So like trying to run away with this jug oh. that says not, um, Naughty Temple. Naughty. N-A-U-G-H-T-Y, yep. not K-N-O-T-T-Y. Yep. Naughty. Okay. Rue, we're not doing that. We're not going outside. I'll let her out. Go okay. ahead. Uh, it's ale aged in whiskey barrel, whiskey barrels from 2023. For the record, she just opened the door and the dog runs away. Oh, now she's going out. Okay. The dog gets what the dog wants. That's right. All right. Here's what this says. Enter the naughty temple where this barrel aged nectar of the gods flows freely. Oh, wow. Nectar of the gods. Yeah. Gaze upon its amber color. Taste the warm caramel flavor and swim in the whiskey aroma okay Ooh. what's the abv Ooh. um let's see whoa oh 13.6 percent alcohol by volume oh okay and Wowzers. and how, how how um big hmm. are these bottles now this is a big one this is um how many ounces is this bad boy Ooh, it's a 22 ouncer mm-hmm one pint and six ounces. You sure you want to do both of these tonight? Yeah. 13%? Yep. Do, am I going to like this? It's an I amber ale. Look how ale, dark that is. It's not well, a you stout. You don't generally like ales. No, I don't. But this one is very dark. It is amber, like, plus, uh, plus, yeah. amber plus. Uh-huh. Because it's, it's... Not much head. No, not much head at all, but it's very dark. You cannot see through it. Mm-hmm. It's like a dark caramely brown color and the but not smell? a stout not to be confused with the stout um definitely smells bourbony oh i smell the oak thus the 13 percent. yeah Ooh. okay here we go <laughs> okay <laughs> Woo! oh boy Ooh. oh and there's an after factor oh just when you think you're done <laughs> so, like a nutty finish Oh, that's different. Do you like it? What after factor is it? The after Zero to factor five. is better 
than okay. the actual drink itself. All right, what's the number on the drink? Okay, the drink is a zero. Zero-ish? Like, I do want to take another taste just to kind of see yeah, what's happening. Yeah, you're going to have to. Oh, God. <laughs> I shouldn't have. That's oh. what you get for laughing at my hair. Oh. <laughs> that's bad yeah it's definitely a zero zero-ish okay yeah. and the after and factor the after factor is like what's on the lips you know that's that's and a little it's after- nutty yeah all right oh my gosh We're oh god definitely yeah. a zero definitely definitely bourbon flavor Oof. like is there any other alcohol in here besides the bourbon <laughs> it's bourbony i don't know if i'm gonna like it give it a shot here we go Woo. Mm. It's really strong. It's very strong. I do like it. Ooh. I'll have to take another. It's a little too sugary for me. Really? Sweet, I guess is the oh. word. Maybe well, that's I've a part also, I like. I've also, you know, haven't been having as much sugar. That's true. So when I do drink, like the other night I had a stout and it was a little, like it took me aback. Yeah. And normally I would love it, but since I haven't had sugar for a while, it was too much. Mm. I drank it, but. Yeah. You made it happen. <clears throat> Yeah. You like it, but it also makes you go, wow, each yeah. time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I say this a three. That's really? interesting. Well, it's it interesting. is interesting, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Okay. So um, you wouldn't order it? I don't think so, because I wouldn't order it knowing the ABV yeah. and how big those glasses are. Because this 22-ouncer, this would put me away for two days, probably. <laughs> So you and I are going to have to share yep. that. Yep. Plus, we can put a cover on it and see if it's good tomorrow. I'm sure we could. Yeah, I'm sure pe- be- real beer people yeah. are like, no, you can't. Somewhere Todd Takei is having a heart yeah. attack. Shaking his head going, yeah, I don't think so. All, All right, right, here's the next one. Ooh, almost equally dark. Oh, my gosh, I forgot to talk about the label. Oh. Uh, once again, it is a bottle versus the can. This one is called Knock One Bach. <laughs> Barrel aged Dabblebach beer. What's a Dabblebach beer? I don't know. I don't know. But Todd? the label is very cool looking because it is, it's like an orangish color, rust, orangish rust color in like a mustardy gold color with this cool pattern, geometrical pattern. <laughs> yep. And uh, with that neat label that says Naquin Bach. And it's a collaboration brew between to- Toppling Goliath and a, uh, was- and the Wisconsin Brewing Company. Mm, so another we Midwest beer. have some Midwestern beer I, stuff I finally going on. just got with that Naquin Bach. Yeah, you did. Knock one back. All right. Toppling Goliath's Brewing Company. 22% or whatever it is is already getting to me. Yeah. Sabo and Wisconsin Brewing Company's Kirby Nelson have a knack. For box, knocking at your palate door, it greets your senses with full-bodied notes of warm vanilla, toasted toffee, and mu- abundant malt tones. Okay, Ooh. so the Bach is something Bring we it. should know. A Bach. All right. This one. I'm this, looking it up. This one's a little bit over 16 ounces. Bach beer. Um, okay, that's also a lot. No, no, no. That's just how big it is. Not the percentage. I'm looking for the percentage right now, and I'm not seeing it. I don't see it. I don't see it. What I'm looking at is how okay, much money here you can go. get for it. What makes a beer a Bach? Bach beer, a strong beer with an original gravity above 16 degrees Plato. Mm. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, and a typical alcohol content beyond 6.5 ABV. 
So this one... It's a German beer, I guess. Okay. This one is darker than oh, the other one. Oh, more hopped version. Ew, gross. Generally made for consumption at spring festivals. So this first one that we had is more, like, creamier looking, where the second one we're having is more, like, of a brown ale, where this one is more like an amber, creamy-ish one. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. It smells awful. Ugh. Dirty Ooh. socks? Dirty socks? Ooh. No, I don't even know. I mean, she what hasn't it... tasted it yet. No. It's, she's just smelled just it. Just the smell alone. Mm. Are you going to be able to taste it? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. It's, it's challenging. Oh, you went in and did, did. not I sip to... anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh, it's worse. <laughs> you can't go worse than a zero ish. Oh. Okay. I give the other one a one. <laughs> and I give this one a zero. And I will not take Primary. another taste. Oh, really? Now, I love Toppling Goliath because I love the name mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that sour. Mm-hmm. So, Mick, I apologize right now for my awful ratings. <laughs> However, I need to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we're, we, oh, we don't... Um, I can't even describe that. We don't that. sugarcoat our ratings. Oof. We just... Tell it how it is. And <laughs> Hopper is still struggling. Yeah, it's bad. What's that smell to you? Well, how can you get your nose so far in there? I, I don't really... I mean, my nostrils have been attacked, but not like like it feels like I've been in a room with a bunch of rubbing alcohol and it's shooting oh, up my nose. Really? Uh, oh. It doesn't taste terrible. Like, I'm smell? not going to... I'm not going to... Smell terrible. Okay. I'm not going to have a hard time, like, drinking it like you okay. did. I mean, it's... The other one smelled better. The other one was clear. I was smelling bourbon. Okay. All right. Knock knock one balk. Yeah. I like that better than the other what? one. What? <laughs> My gosh. You're so weird. We have so... We have in completely... Well, we don't have completely different palates because we both love no. sours. But I guess these are closer to stouts than sours. Apparently. It's Those only, are very stout-like then. Yeah, it's only slightly better than the other one. Okay. I'm three plus. Okay. So you may order that again. This one I might order. Really? If I can have it in just a smaller glass. Yeah, okay. Like, like a five 10 ounce or lower. Okay. Wow. Um, so it, it looks like I'll be drinking these, so I will just tell you that we need to find a cover that keeps yes. them. Because I won't make it through the night if no. I'm drinking both of those. No, you won't. We'll be drink. You will be drinking these yeah. the rest of the so week. So <laughs> usually we kind of agree that we split. Yeah. Or we take. Usually you like one that I don't, and I like one that you yeah. don't, and we just take the ones we like. This time you're putting them both on me. Yep. And so I'm gonna have to do some tonight, but I can't do them both all night. Yeah. It'll have to be different occasions. But Mick Martin, thank you so much for the beers. And now yeah. we have some idea about Toppling Goliath because we had the sour last week yep. and we've had Knock One Bach and Naughty Temple tonight. Well, and we have to go there sometime. At some point we'll actually yep. go to the brewery because it's only, what, two hours away? Yeah, two hours and I love Decora. Yeah, Decora's a, in the Driftless region. It is. Okay. You know what? It's time for Rachel to do some reporting. Woo! It's time for Rachel Reports. Rachel reports. Rachel reports. She reports. It is time for Rachel reports. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> <laughs> You'll have to forgive me. The Hall of Famer and I just finished a taste test with her. The Hall of Famer. Oh yeah. And um, so if I stumble my words or anything, you just <laughs> just ignore it. We'll just move on. Can I tell you one side story? Yes. 
I love side stories before we even start. This is great. When we got to Mexico uh, in mm-hmm. the room, they gave us a bottle of champagne. And I knew my parents wouldn't drink it. And I didn't necessarily want it. But I took one for the team. And I drank a glass every night till I got through that damn bottle because I wasn't going to let it go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just like you. Was it good? What number would not you put it on? Not the least bit. Test? It did not oh. get any better. No. <laughs> what would you rate it? Like you must have. Oh, an ish. Definitely. Zero ish. And you drank it every night you were in Mexico for what? Eight days. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's commitment. I'm not sure. That was my taste test. Yeah. I'm not sure that I would care that much about it and, and keeping, you know, getting rid of it if I didn't like it. (laughs) Well, speaking of things that you like to eat or drink, We had to have you back. We had a number of requests that said, please have Rachel back to talk. We need a summarization of her state fair food. So here we are. The whole reason Rachel Reports was created in the first place. Let's talk about the state fair foods. First of all, I wanted to ask you, I went back and listened to this the last time you were on, which was August, which was the last episode we did. And I remember, or I didn't remember, that's why I went back and listened, but I affirmed that you said that you thought you would maybe go to the state fair four times. What was the final count? I went four times. Oh, so you nailed it. Yes, yes. Okay, great. Yes. And let's talk about, you, you picked, what is it, five foods, I think, or four foods? Something like that, yep. So why don't you just go at the top of the list and give us a little... Some sort of reminder as what as to what they were. Okay, sounds good. So the first one I was going to talk about was the cheesecake curds. Oh yeah, and that was cheesecake pieces covered in funnel cake batter, fried, dusted with powdered sugar and salt, and then served with a strawberry dipping sauce. So I thought there was some pretty good potential right there. Mm-hmm. This is the one that Kim Wilson tweeted about. She wanted to mm-hmm. she wanted to try that. I think. Yep. Yep. And my um, official, I guess, scoring of that was a criminy. That was a one. What? I know. Can you believe it? I know. We are using the taste test with the Hall of Famer rating system for food. And you've given it a one criminy. That surprises yes. me. It was basically tasteless. Thank goodness <laughs> for the strawberry dipping sauce that gave it some flavor. But it was like dipping nothing into strawberry sauce. Yeah. Oh, God. And now, did you happen to write down the prices you paid for these things? Again, we don't have it in our budget to pay you for these foods, but maybe yeah, someday. Right? But so you, <laughs> I just want to know what you paid for a criminy. It was probably between 8 and 10 bucks, if I had to guess. Yeah, that's about right. They're, they charge, they, get, they, they make good money there. Yeah. Okay, well, so far we have a one crime any next. The next one was the Donut Delight, and that was a mini donut wrapped in bacon on a stick and then deep fried, topped with a layer of peanut butter and drizzled with raspberry dessert sauce. I think that sounds decent. Yeah, that was an ish. <laughs> I'm, I'm very shocked it about horrible. this. So you like that just about as much as the hotel champagne. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. That was horrible. I got it when I was by myself. And so uh, I I couldn't even finish it all. And I don't waste food. So <laughs> I know. Or champagne. That's an ish. Yes. yes. Oh yep. So I don't, I don't understand. It's a donut. How could it be an ish? Oh, but it was like 
it was wrapped in this bacon, so it was like super mm-hmm. heavy, greasy. Uh, and then it was a peanut butter sauce, which uh, just really made it absurdly heavy and greasy and sweet. Um, the raspberry sauce helped a little bit to sweeten it up a little bit, but it was just mm-hmm. super heavy and greasy. <laughs> Too bad you didn't keep the strawberry dipping sauce from the cream right? and cheese puffs or whatever, so you yes. could at least get a criminy out of the deal. Yes, yes. Now, did you try all these on day one, or do you do you remember no. which days you tried them on? Yeah, we split them up, up pretty good. Yeah, I'd say throughout the four visits. So you ate that one by yourself. The the cheese puff ones. Mm-hmm. Who did you share that? And did they also think that was a criminy? Yes, I shared that with my um, husband and stepdaughter, and they also thought it was worthless. Oh, worthless. In fact, okay, we were great. just conferring on our scores prior to the to recording, just to make sure okay. we were all on the same page. Yep. Oh, good. We're getting we're getting not once, yes, not t- twice, but three times the scoring. Yes. Okay, yes. so what's next? Uh, I fear this one will ha- bring some controversy, but it was the mini cookie dough pie. <laughs> oh, yes. Why are you saying this about controversy? Oh, my God. Don't tell me it was gross. <laughs> so uh, that one for me was a aw, geez. It was a four. Oh, that's great. Yes. It was not a five, however. I feel like mm-hmm. that might not be how you felt. <laughs> I didn't. I did feel. I I did go to the state fair twice, and I got this twice because I liked it so much. <laughs> it's a five, you betcha. Yeah, it's very very good. Yeah, I just the it was it. You know, if someone offered it to me, I would definitely get it again. I just preferred um, a dough instead of like the pie crust for the cookie dough. So. Yeah, it was good for yeah, what Yeah, I guess you're right about that. But I really like the deep fried warmth of it. Mm-hmm. And you know what I think it is now? You said, oh, because I remember there's two different ice creams. There was vanilla or mm-hmm. cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And you and the Hoffer said, I would put vanilla on mine. And I said, I would choose cinnamon. And mm-hmm. look who had a better experience, <laughs> cinnamon girl. Well, in my defense, I did get cinnamon because I was forced to share with my mother. So, oh, you I did, did not get have a cinnamon, choice. and you still gave it a four. Okay, yeah. well, four is still a good rating. What did the other two? You know, you have three ratings. What did they think? Also a four. Oh, it was just my mother. So, uh, on that oh, one. Oh, you shared with your mother. Okay. Yeah. And she said. Yeah. Oh, she was definitely a five with you. Yep. Oh, great, great. Yep. I love yep. it when she and I agree. Yes. Okay. Yep. What's next? Oh, the Hoffer, by the way, I think her response to that was it was good, but a little too rich for her. She mm-hmm. couldn't eat the whole thing. Yeah, Is that right? I can see that. She's shaking her head. True, true, she's saying. Okay, <laughs> next. So this is a, a new food that was not on my list, but I got it by oh. accident. Okay. Right. It was a bacon-wrapped waffle dog, which was- Oh, a- we did mention that. I think I we think threw so, that yeah. out. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. It was a griddle bacon wrapped uh, hot dog served on a waffle with cheddar cheese, pickle slices, crispy onions, and drizzled with burger sauce. Uh, Mm. We Mm -mm. got this in the morning for breakfast, and this (laughs) just blew me away. It was a you betcha. It was delicious. I did not expect that at all. Wow, wow, wow. No, I would not like that. So you would probably like the southern chicken and waffles. I could. Possibly, mm-hmm. yeah. I, 
with the track record we got here, I thought for sure it would be at least, you know, an oofda or a, or a you know, criminy again. But wow, you betcha. Yes, yes. And so are you going to seek that out next year? I will, actually. I think so. Yep. That might get okay, added so you, to the list. Wow. Okay. What's yep. next? Or was that I, it? I have one final one. Oh, okay. Was this and on this, the original list? Uh, we talked about it. Uh, it was okay. the Amish Donut by Peaches. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. I also had that. And that was without a doubt, hands down, you betcha, five plus. I mm-hmm. tr- got it every day of the fair. Best thing <laughs> they had. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They, w- I had that too, but I didn't have the full experience because the Hoffer, I was at the state fair before the Hoffer got there because she had to come after work and I was there for a number of hours. So she was going to get the Amish donuts and bring them to the outside where the grandstand is before we went into the concert. And so I had to wait for her for a while. So by the time she got there, they weren't hot off the oven or out of the grease. So they were (laughs) cooled down a little bit and they were great. But I imagine that they were delicious, five plus when they first came out. Yes, yes. It's like the icing melts in your mouth, Oh my gosh, yeah. The hus- my husband and I were looking at pictures right before we recorded this, and we're both like, oh, we want some more. They're so good. They're uh-huh. just delicious. Oh, my god! I like how you called him the husband because, yeah. <laughs> you know, you always hear, oh, I got to gotta go ask the wife. So why don't we just flip that? We just call him the husband yep. well, or Mr. What do we call him? Mr. Reports. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, the Amish Donuts, the Hall of Famer also just raved about them. So my guess is, oh, didn't you tell me that you went to get that for breakfast there on the final day of the fair and you were in line for how long? So the longest we ended up waiting was 20 minutes. And we looked out because it, it, I think it was the food of the fair, to be honest, because the last day we got to the fair a little after seven. I had uh, knowledge that this stand didn't open till eight, which is ridiculous. They're a donut stand. They should be open at seven. Right. right. We walked up there at 730, prepared to wait the half hour. Uh, and I bet you there were already 200 people in line at 730. Uh, it, was crazy. it was yeah, absurd. It was absurd. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. I guess it's not so crazy when it's the food of the fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I you'll be so. getting that next year. I mean, that... Those Amish donuts alone might, well, I was going to say force us to go to the fair, but what it really will do is say, Rachel, tell me the nearest exit. I will park there, bring them to me hot, and you'll get an extra 20. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, the fair was not as terrible as I remembered it, but that was probably because I was on, you know, really excited to see, we saw two concerts there, so I was excited to see them. So I was like happy anywhere. Anyway. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So maybe I'll be back next year. I hope so. There's some good food uh, to, to try there. So. Uh, yeah. I loved. And I also got cookie dough on a stick, just plain cookie mm-hmm. dough, not deep yep. fried. Or you can just throw like um, hot fudge on it and stuff. I just wanted it plain. It was sure. quite, quite good. Yeah. Yum. Mm-hmm. Yep. Excellent. Now, before we signed off last time, I asked you if you wanted to report on anything else, as I always do. And you had said, well, I don't know, but there's a lot going on in October, in October. And one of them, one of the things is my surprise birthday weekend that the husband, a.k.a. Mr. Reports, takes you on. <laughs> yes. So 
Now we want to know, Rachel, where was the surprise birthday weekend? Yeah, so the surprise birthday weekend this year was in Ely, Minnesota, which Mm. is in northern Minnesota. It's the western, I guess, entrance to the Boundary Waters. And I had been through there once, but hadn't spent um, much time there at all. And okay, so it's way up there. Was there snow? Mm There was not snow, and amazingly, he timed it perfectly because it was peak fall color. He couldn't Ooh. have timed it better, and it was an accident. So, And then the following week, didn't we go on our Boundary Water Babes trip, and we also got peak color yes. in Wisconsin? Yep. Wow. I love how those accidents happen because fall colors are so fickle, and mm-hmm. to get both of those was pretty amazing. Yeah, those happy little accidents. You got to love mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So he yep. did, and so did you do any, Ely is where the Hall of Famer and I spent Christmas with Mama one during the pandemic one time, mm-hmm. we rented an Airbnb, and we went hiking, and it was snowing, and we went to <laughs> a nearby park, we went snowshoeing, we did all the winter activities, so you were there in fall, Yes. did you do anything as fun as we did? <laughs> well, uh, we did all of the hiking. It just was not in the snow, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, okay. there it's just some gorgeous scenery up there. Um, totally north woods, you know, pine trees, all that sort of thing with lakes, yeah. rocks, yep. just some beautiful scenery. Yeah. And we just hiked all over the place, explored uh, town itself, had some good meals, relaxed. Uh, it was fun. It's always uh it's always a good time to explore someplace you've never been together. Yeah, so yeah, I really enjoyed Ely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd like to go back there in the winter, maybe do some dog sledding or something. Well, I'm happy that the husband nailed it this time. I think he's pretty much nailed it every time he's done it. But did you have any idea? Had you guessed? Did you know? No. So it was quite funny. I actually was thinking it might be the UP of Michigan, but mm. um. The week or two before, I had gone on a pretty epic adventure with another friend of ours to northwest Minnesota and explored part of the state. And I came home and my husband was so disappointed that I had messed up the surprise for my birthday. And between the two of us, I still had no idea where we were going. (laughs) And so it wasn't messed up for me. And so when we got to Ely, he's like, well, I know you've already seen all this. And I'm like, no, I've never been to Ely. And second of all, if you think Northwest Minnesota looks like this, you're sorely disappointed because it is just plain corn and hay fields and flat and boring for miles on end. So you (laughs) did not spoil anything. That's true. Cause you, do you want to talk about your epic trip that you took the week before? Yeah. So, uh, a friend of mine, uh, of ours, mm-hmm. a member of the Boundary Water Babes, uh, is trying yep. to complete a hiking trail in all the Minnesota state parks. And so she, Northwest Minnesota isn't a place you exactly swing by ever. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, uh, I took some time off work and we went up there and we did, um, four days, 1,400 miles, three states, two countries, nine parks, and about 37 miles hiked. We made it to the northernmost part of the United States, sorry, in the continental United States, because we drove through Canada up uh, to the northwest angle. So uh, it was pretty epic. We saw a lot of country up there, and a lot of it was pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, when you told me you were in the northwest angle, I was very jealous because I want to go there and that you cannot access that. So that's in Minnesota, correct? Mm-hmm. The Northwest it is. Angle. But yep. you can't access it unless you go through Canada. Or if you take a boat from 
from Minnesota, you can get there by boat. Yep. Okay. But you, you chose to leave the country. Yes. Yep. We didn't want to Uh charter a boat or have access to a boat. So we decided to drive there. Uh Uh-huh. And did you have any trouble with border patrol? (laughs) Well, it was crazy. We crossed like four borders in like a couple of hours. (laughs) Did they, did they say make up your mind already? Right. And like to check back into the U.S. when we got to the Northwest Angle, we had to like play on an iPad. And then when we wanted to leave the Northwest Angle to go back to Canada, we had to call a phone number. And then when we got back to the U.S. border to come back into the U.S., we got lectured because apparently the border was closing, but we didn't know that borders closed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) what kind of stern stern lecture did they give you what did they say yes well don't you know the border is closing and it was like 801 <laughs> and we're like no <laughs> no like, i'm sorry next I time, and i'm like don't worry there won't be a next time <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing that trip again <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> but the north can please tell me the northwest angle was at least worth it it uh it was my second time there and it was worth it to say that we had driven there I can't say it was epically beautiful, um, but Mm. just, I mean, it's just such an oddity of geography that it's fun to say that you drove through Canada to go to Minnesota again. So, yeah. Okay. So I always kind of thought it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fine. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, sure. Yeah. But not like where you went when, when you were in Ely, that was better for you. For me, it would be better. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, I you mentioned Mexico. Is there anything else you want to report on? I'm going to Mexico in January, so I want to know what was it like for you down there? Oh, it was wonderful. We were in a resort near the little town of Acumal, which is where the sea turtles are. And so oh. uh, it was pretty great. Every day I could just um, leave the resort and jump in the ocean and paddle out and be swimming with sea turtles, which was pretty awesome. Wow, you saw sea turtles? Oh, yep. Oh yep, gosh, you could almost see pictures. them on demand. It was pretty cool. I got a few pictures, yep. Okay. But yeah, we went stand-up paddleboarding, um, lots of swimming, just reading, napping. It was lovely. A week of not doing much, and I really needed that. So. Yeah, great. Happy for yes. you. And I did text you at one point and asked you when you were coming home. And you, you said, I don't want to come home. <laughs> <laughs> no. But you did. You did. Here you are. Welcome back to Minnesota. Yes. Okay. Anything else you want to report on? Because it's been a while. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I've I've just been traveling a bunch, a variety of of places. We've covered most of them. So, um, Mm -hmm. and all for fun too, not for work. Yes. uh, I went to Duluth for work, but that's okay. Duluth is pretty fun. And yeah, uh, Duluth is fun no matter what. Yeah, and we had a fun weekend with the Boundary Water Babes up in Iron River. We did. Bayfield. Peak yep. fall colors. Yep. Which makes me feel very old anytime I say that, but I don't care. They're pretty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, Rachel Reports, thank you so much for joining me. Excellent. Thanks for having me. It's time for a non Midwesterner to join the show. Southern coast. Tell us what they know. Will they think we 
yes, it is time for our non-Midwestern guest. It's so exciting to be having a non-Midwesterner on the show. It's been, what, a long time since we've had a... Well, it's been long a long time. time since we've had any show, but True. it's been a long time since we've So I can't even it. remember. Yeah. Um, but I'm particularly pleased about this one because she is an absolute gem of a human. The Hall of Famer, you, mm-hmm. you, and I yep. love her to death. Fantastic. Uh, she's a fierce advocate for mental health awareness, for LGBT, LGBTQIA rights, trans rights, really just for all human rights. Uh, she's the best chef I've ever known. Oh, man. Whew. She's a beautiful writer. I mean, I could go on, you know, on and on and on, but I'm just going to let her talk. She's our dear friend joining us from Vail, Colorado, which is definitely not the Midwest. <laughs> Please welcome to the program, Lindsay Wheeler. Oh my goodness, that was the most incredible introduction I have ever received, (laughs) truly. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Yes, I'm happy you're here, Lindsay. I'm sure you already kind of figured out that the Hall of Famer is here with us. So don't say anything bad about her. Okay, I'll try not to. I'm I'm feeling a little bit nervous that she's that I'm in the presence of such greatness. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, so before we move on, I have to have you satisfy the Karen condition. That's right. I want to know this about everybody. How in the world do you know KJ? So can you please tell Mm -hmm. us, tell everyone how you, the Hall of Famer, and I know each other? Oh, yes. So we know each other um, through our love of Brandi Carlisle's music. Mm -hmm. We met in Montana at a concert um, at a beautiful venue that was outdoors. And we were both, all three of us actually, were front row, center. Um, Mm -hmm. and we, I felt like we knew each other forever from the moment we met pretty much. I know. It's so sweet. Don't make me cry now, Lindsay. We got a long ways to go. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, and we were like first in line waiting, waiting for the gates to open. And we were probably there for what, 10 or 15 minutes before anybody else joined us. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we are the truest fans. Yes, yes, obviously. (laughs) And it was worth the wait because we got front row, and we got a new best buddy. And yeah, we got front row with you, and I got this great picture. (laughs) Oh yes, of that that time. I love that picture. I know it's a great, great picture. I mean, you've got your hand in front of the Hall of Famer's face, but otherwise, it's really great. (laughs) It is really good looking. I know. Sorry about that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One of my greatest regrets. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Thank you for satisfying the Karen condition. Uh, Okay. So we're going to go right into the three questions. And so the first question is, where have you been? Where are you from? Essentially, what we're looking for here, Lindsay, we just want to know what kind of perspective or bias we're going to get from you because I know it's different than our own biases and that's a big win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Can I, can I go? Can I start? Yeah. Fantastic. So I very much have a Northeastern perspective. Um, I grew up in Connecticut and then I went to college in Vermont um, and then right after college moved to New York city. And ever since New York city, I've been a little bit nomadic and kind of all over but always the East Coast and um, the Northeast is really where I've, you know, laid all of my roots. Okay. So what I was going to, damn it, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, do you know what I was going to say? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> so embarrassing. Well, I was, I was going to ask something. So go I ahead. Go ahead. In. Come in. Okay. Uh, so how long 
Were you in New York City? How, about how many years would you say? Um, I was in New York City for about five years. Five years. Nice. And so where yeah. would you say you're from? Where Would you say you're from Connecticut or where? I suppose I would say Connecticut. And, and part of me is is a little bit embarrassed to say that. And I'm not exactly sure why, but um, I would say Connecticut <laughs> is where I'm from. I've, I've never been, but I'm sure it's, I know you don't want to take that back. Middlebury's in Connecticut, right? It is. Yeah. Yep. No, I was there for uh, hockey. So there we go. I guess I have been oh. to Connecticut. Beautiful place. Lovely. Right. Very memorable. It is. It is very pretty. <laughs> yeah. I now know what I was going to say. Most of our listeners are actually from the Northeast. Sure. And I'm sure, mm-hmm. I mean, we have some that are actually also from Connecticut. So mm-hmm. you may align with some of their opinions uh, as we go Great. on here. Likely. Okay. So I'm going to modify the second question because I know you sort of, you just said it, you're, you're sort of nom- nomadic. But so instead of where are you now, I'm going to make this a two-parter. A, do you have one place where you've spent the most time and or you sort of feel most connected to than other places you've lived b Mm -hmm. i want to know what you're up to what do you do what are you doing now no matter where you are cool all right i would say that i am probably most connected to new york city um having spent my early 20s there i feel like i really like my identity formation happened there in many ways and b I am a therapist, a mental health therapist. I work with, yeah, I work with Mm -hmm. uh, all sorts of ages, um, but primarily people in their, I'd say like their late late teens and early 20s. And I try to, you know, normalize mental health as much as possible because we all have it. And I I love, I do love working in the mental health field. Which is so great. Yeah, we need more people like you. And oh, thank you. You you really do make it easier to talk about. And I'm not just saying that because we're friends. Like I've seen before we were friends, I saw it on your Instagram. And just what you'd post, it makes it easier for other people to say, yeah, I deal with that too. Which is huge. Well, that that's a uh, the, probably the highest compliment that you can offer me because... I I think having gone through a period of my life where I felt super alone and isolated, it just means a lot to me to be able to make other people feel a little bit less alone um, because I don't want people to feel the way that I felt. And so mm-hmm. if that's, if that's what I'm able to do, then I feel like I'm, I'm doing sort of like my purpose. It's exactly what you do. And it actually brings me into a great segue because you do workshops, writing workshops, but I also do want to ask you when you started writing, like how you got interested in writing, but your workshops mm-hmm. also center around a lot of mental health and just like getting mm-hmm. your feelings out there and not being alone. So tell me a little bit about your workshops. So first of all, to answer your first question, I started writing when I was probably like 10 or 11 years old and I would become obsessed with one topic and I would buy a notebook and I would fill the whole notebook with um, information about like, for example, one time I got really obsessed with ocelots, the, the animal. um, And I wrote an entire, I filled an entire notebook with information about ocelots. Um, 
So I've oh always been kind time of an awful lot. Do you have, do you still have that book? <laughs> Probably. I need to see that. I, I definitely have some old journals that you would love. Um, okay. But yes. I'll look for I'll look for the ocelot journal in particular um, yes, for you. Yes, please. I have a lot to learn about <laughs> ocelots. Oh yeah, we all we all do. I feel like my joke was not a fully appreciated when you were talking. An about awful ocelot. lot. I said that was an awful lot, Lindsay. Oh, but I didn't even catch it because I was shocked by it. So an incredible joke. Really good. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. So that is my writing, um, and my my workshops are sort of just this passion project that I created uh, that I had thought about doing for a long time after I ran workshops in a previous job. Um, I really wanted to do them on my own. And so they center on a lot of times like just creative sort of activities that that integrate a, a mental health lens. Um, so we'll like write or we'll make something and then we'll talk about mental health um, and we'll talk about what we're going through and it's just very human to human and um, I I feel like I learn as much from everyone who attends as they learn from me so it's a pretty cool gig yeah it's very cathartic I've been to a number of them not as many as I want to go to or have been able to go to but I've been to a number of them and they're all you always feel way better when you're done oh thank no. you being someone that has not attended one of these workshops, I hope you still love me. Eh. Let's say I wanted <laughs> to join one of these workshops. Would I have to talk a lot or could I just like sit there and listen or like what, what are the expectations? Cause I'm a rule follower. I need to know the expectations. <laughs> you're never expected to talk. You're never put on the spot. Um, you're encouraged to, if you uh, have anything to share to always speak up because I think a lot of the moments where people have gone out of their comfort zones in these workshops have been like really super powerful moments. Um, but no, you're never, you're never going to be put on the spot. I'll never like call you out and you can participate as much as you want to. Mm -hmm. And I can attest to that because Lindsay knows that I usually do not say anything, but when I do, I feel really good about it. And it's a very, <laughs> very supportive group. Yes, it is. And it's not the same group every time. It's different people. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's the same people, but there's new people that come in once in a while too. And it's always the same support system. And that goes back to the leader. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. So, but a lot of times you use, you combine writing with your workshops as well. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's usually a writing element. Like we'll do an exercise at the end or at some point and then we'll, talk about it a little bit and uh, talk about the process and or what the person wrote if they feel like sharing. Um, and it's it's usually very inspiring to to hear people come up with some pretty amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Jesus, I can't think of I keep drinking this beer and I keep forgetting what I'm going to say. Focus, lady. Focus. Come on. <laughs> Brutal. Okay, so your workshops, how often do you run them? Um, I try to do at least like maybe three to four a month. That's my mm -hmm. goal. Um, so once a week or sometimes I'll have like two in a week. And yeah. you have a really fun one coming up. It's a little different than your normal workshops. Do you want to talk about that one? Yes, I'm so excited. I have um, two-time Grammy-nominated artist Mary Lambert. She's also an author coming to host a workshop. Um, it's a poetry workshop that centers on writing through trauma. 
and she is hilarious. So I'm really excited because I know she's going to make everyone who attends, including you, laugh very hard. She <laughs> she's she's so funny and she runs her own workshops. She does like body image workshops and other workshops of her own, so I know that she's going to kill it and I'm super excited. It's on Sunday. Yes, Sunday, November 19th. What time? At 7 p.m. Eastern. See, this is the Midwest bias, so it's 6 p.m. Central is what we say. 6 p.m. <laughs> Central. <laughs> there it is. That's a spirit. <laughs> and um, she's the one in the Macklemore song. If I'm, is yes. I saying that right? Oh, really? Yes, the Macklemore yeah. song, Same Love. Same Love. She's oh. the one. She keeps me warm. Oh, nice. That's a good song. Yeah. And the Hall of Famer and I sing that to each other a lot. I love it. I'm cold or something. She'll put a blanket on me and I'll just start singing Mary Lambert. (laughs) Yeah, she's awesome. I was just thinking of us like all of a sudden doing a duet or something. I'm like, oh, no, we don't. No, we don't do a duet. (laughs) I would love that. Okay. So what I was, what I forgot, I was, what I wanted to say before was that you don't, you don't really have to consider yourself a writer to come to your workshops. You don't have to consider yourself a poet to come to this one on Sunday. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, we make it super accessible for you so that it doesn't feel like you're just surrounded by um, like super pretentious writers. Um, We all sort of don't feel like we are writers. We just want to give it a try and like to write. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of the attendees have never really written in their lives before this. And so it's like a completely new opportunity. And usually you learn something and it's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would encourage anyone listening to start with the Mary Lambert one. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited that she's coming on, Lindsay. I have signed up. I know. I'm so excited that you're coming. Yay. Okay. <laughs> and we'll at the end, we'll recap where we can find your information and how people can register. Great. Okay. This is question three. Now, okay. I, I want to warn you ahead of time that this might be a very hard sell for you because I have been to New York City several times. The Hall of Famer has been to New York City several times. No, one time. One time. And our, our, we liked it, but it's so mm. vast and like so many, so many decisions need to be made about where you go. And so I want to know if she and I came to visit New York City with you present, how would you make us love New York City? Where would you take us? What would we do? Mm. Well, I would really focus on making it feel like a smaller city than it is, because I know that when you visit, it feels extremely overwhelming um, for most people, because most people have not been to a city that's quite as uh, spirited, let's say spirited, as New York. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely want to take you to some of my like smaller neighborhood spots. Um, we would probably visit Brooklyn. We would probably v- visit the West Village and bring you to some of my favorite smaller restaurants that are like not the places that you probably find on the tourist guides. Mm-hmm. I would want to make sure that you try some special New York, you know, pastries and, and treats. Um, and I would probably get you to right now, this time of year, I would definitely get you to the Bryant Park Christmas Market and some other mm-hmm. like really special New York sort of events like that? Um, well, I was going to say you had me, you had me when you said 
basically smaller tourists. Yeah. Uh, in, smaller, not, yeah, smaller mm, areas. But then when you said pastries, you really had me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there, okay, I have to know, what pastries are you talking about that are specific to New York City? The only thing I think about is the, is it the black and white cookie? Um, that cookie I don't think of as being really very central to a New York identity, but the cronut, I do. Oh, what's that? A few years ago, cronuts became very popular, at least in New York. They, I believe the original cronut came from a place called Dominique Ansel, which is on Spring Street in New York, in Manhattan. Um, and it's a croissant donut hybrid. And they make every day, they make a different flavor. And I remember going when it was new and waiting in a line from about 4 a.m., until about 8 a.m. And there were like hundreds of people. It was a really, it was like an attraction, but it is really, really amazing. It's like a very flaky, delicious pastry. Mm. Um, And this particular bakery has a lot of really good pastries. They have one other one that I love called a frozen s'more, which is a, it's a, it's like a, an ice cream that's wrapped in a marshmallow that's torched and it's on a stick and it's incredible. Ooh. So definitely I'm would in. recommend checking out Dominique Ansel. Okay. I don't have to wait four hours though, do I? No, not anymore. Oh, luckily. I mean, that's worse than waiting for a Brandy concert. <laughs> but it's worth it for the cronut. It sounds like it. I don't yeah. think I've had a cronut, but I definitely no. have heard of a cronut. Yeah, I, I guess I have heard of it, but I'm very uh, food motivated. So now I'm very <laughs> interested in going to New York City. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't motivated. necessarily like say let's yeah. go to Broadway. Let you, you you more would be like let's let's explore the local haunts, which I like. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I will definitely bring yeah. you around New York sometime, and I'll change your mind about it. Yeah, right. I would really like that because yeah, I still have I, I I've got a little bitter taste. Mm-hmm. Of, well, she of, got bed bugs in New York. City. Yeah, I've never had bed bugs in my oh, life no. until I went to New York City. Yeah. Yes. Well, that but that for, doesn't put a great taste in your mouth. No, exactly. So I'm like, oh, I'm never going back there. But here was the mistake I made. Not okay. only am I food motivated, I'm also very cheap. So <laughs> me and frugal, maybe. Yeah, I'm very frugal. So my uh, I went with two buddies. And so the three of us stay at a Super 8 in New Jersey. <laughs> okay, well... I think that might be the problem. I think so. I think it is. I don't think we it's got a really good deal, though. <laughs> and, wow. and so we, this is the spin on it that I can offer. We had just started started dating, mm-hmm. and she brings she brings some souvenirs from New York City for to me to my house, mm-hmm. and and she said, "Well, I had an I Heart New York shirt, you know, that everybody buys the I Heart New York or I Heart NY," mm-hmm. and she said, but I threw it away because I got bed bugs. And <laughs> I said, How romantic. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, well, she gets major points for actually throwing it away. And because I know how frugal she is. And because that would be like, that would be a red flag if you gave me a shirt with bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I thought that you were um, going to say that she brought back, when you said she brought back a souvenir, that I thought you were um, referring to the bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as she said I had, that she had them, even though she had been back for a week, I certainly felt like I had them on me. 
And <laughs> then, you know, when they bite you, they're like, they, they describe it as three bites in a row mm-hmm. and they call it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I found something similar to that on my body that <laughs> night. And I said, um, I think this might be bed bugs from you. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it was not, it was not great. I, I did a lot great. of work That's... to try to get rid of those bad boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. So yeah, she definitely needs a, a, a change in, yeah. change in perspective. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So New York City, um, we have a lot of Midwesterners from the Chicago area that listen to this podcast. And a lot of them enjoy deep dish pizza. And there's always the big debate between deep dish and New York style, I guess they call it. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on that? Or do you not care? So I love food and I don't discriminate when it comes to pizza. I do think that if you want to find, I think particularly for Mandy here, if you want to find pizza that's relatively uh, inexpensive, New York is your place because you will not find a better 99 cent pizza anywhere in the world than in mm. New York city. Um, along those lines when, so pizza in New York is always cut in triangles, right? Not squares. We do a square pizza Detroit style. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We usually do triangles. I mean, I've okay, seen so square, triangle. but it's, it's a triangle slice. Do you fold the triangle and eat it? Or do you eat from the end of the triangle and just eat the whole triangle or do you fold it? I think it's an actual sin to fold your pizza. <laughs> I I love it. I love that you're so you do have a strong opinion on how to eat the pizza. Oh, sure, yeah. I think that when I see somebody fold their pizza in half it it's indicative of some sort of like sociopathy. Like there's an issue there. It's scary. <laughs> okay. Great, great. All right. So I think you have sold us, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would want to go if Lindsay wasn't there to, to, to show us around. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do it sometime. Okay, great. Then I'm in. Let's, let's book it. Awesome. All right, so we got through those questions, Lindsay, but those are just kind of softball questions. On this podcast, we ask the real questions. <laughs> great. Now I have to find my little buzzer. Okay, so I'm going to um, spin the wheel from questions mm-hmm. and with the numbers one through five on them. And wherever the wheel lands, that's the question you'll answer to the corresponding numbers. Great. Am I making sense? Yes. Because you're looking totally. at me. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I think you're yeah, you're oversharing there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So here here goes the spin. That is number five. What's the greatest piece of advice anyone ever gave you or that you gave someone else? Oh, wow. That's a great question. And I'm really excited because it is um, going to be a, a Brandy Carlisle piece of advice. So Woo-hoo! in 2020, I believe, I interviewed Brandy Carlisle. I was super lucky to have that opportunity. And um, we were talking about how it can be really difficult to have conversations with family about some of the like issues that we care or are super passionate about um, because it can get really heated. And she said to me, change hearts, not minds. And that really stuck with me. So her, her point was that when you're uh, particularly when you're talking about things that you care about, focus on those issues in a way that changes hearts instead of trying to change somebody's mind or their opinion about something. And you're more likely to have them understand you and, and, 
and come to the right side of um, the argument if it's an argument. Um, and I've definitely noticed that that has been true with my family. I've just focused more on being vulnerable about things and talking about some of these things from like a, a firsthand perspective and how they impact me um, or my friends. And instead of, you know, throwing statistics at my family or like trying to argue my way uh, into a better, into them having a better position or them understanding me better. Um, and it's been so helpful. And I was just going to ask, have you, have you, it sounds like you have it, used the, used the advice with your own family. That's great. Yeah. I, I feel like it's actually brought me closer to my family. Awesome. That's really good. That's great advice. It is. I love it. We'll have to share that interview if anybody wants it. I'm sure it's up still on your social platform. It is. Okay. So I guess we have time for, I have lots of questions and I want to do some rapid fire, which is new to this podcast. Maybe we're, maybe, oh, you know what I should have done? Lindsay, I called it the (laughs) wheel questions. It should have been the wheeler questions. The wheeler. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm a little slow. I'm still drinking. So, all right. So prior to you coming on, we had our buddy Rachel reports. She came on right before you did. Mm-hmm. And she does this thing for us where she goes to the Minnesota State Fair. She's sort of an expert. She goes there multiple times every year. She's been doing it for, I don't know, all her life probably. And each year she tries some of the new food and she reports back to us and reviews those foods. So oh. I thought it'd be fun to get your take because you were just here in August and we went to the State Fair together. And I am not a State Fair person. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, and, for you, you're someone, I think, who didn't have any idea what to expect from this state fair. You hadn't even really heard how big of the deal the Minnesota State Fair was, is. Exactly. Yeah, I had no idea. So I want to know, what did you think? It was truly such a spectacle. Like, I was so amazed just by how the sheer number of people that were there, um, the the food, particularly one that stands out to me was the cookie dough pie. That was yes. unbelievable. Um, and just the the energy and the environment, it was, it was really magical to be a part of. Okay, so you liked it. You'd go again, probably. Oh, yeah. I'm sold on the Minnesota State Fair. Oh, that's oh, great. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, we did talk about that pie with Rachel Reports because that was one she wanted to try. Mm-hmm. Um, and I gave it the highest rating a five, which is you betcha um, wow. on this podcast. And Rachel thought it was okay, but she didn't think it was a five because she prefers her crust. She prefers her dough to be dough, not crust of a pie. That was her, her, her knock mm-hmm. on it. But okay. I thought it was, I thought it was, I, I loved it. I, I had two of them both days we were there. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty outstanding. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was really good, except I was trying to eat it all by myself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just got to be too much. And I'm like, no way. But for the first probably five bites, I'm like, oh, best thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, this Worst is thing. really good. And then I'm like, hey, anybody else want some? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I don't know that I could eat a whole one on my own. Um, more power to you, KJ. But I did yep, find I did it, it to be pretty incredible to have that that um, contrast between the hot cookie dough and the cold ice cream. That was stellar. Mm -hmm. Do you remember if you got vanilla or cinnamon ice cream? Cinnamon. 
Yeah, girl, that's what I had. That's yep. what I advocated for, but Hall of Famer didn't choose that option. True. Now, oh, now speaking no. of, of of cookie dough, what did you think about those sweet Martha cookies? Mm. Mm-hmm. I have never in my life experienced anything quite as outrageous mm-hmm. as those that cookie stand um because I actually walked up and was like I would just like a small the smallest you have please and I was picturing you know four cookies and out comes this cup it's like a 16 ounce cup that she then proceeds to fill like to three feet above the the rim of the cup with cookies and I was so overwhelmed because I just wanted like a little a little sweet um and I had I, I had cookies for like a week it was unreal. Yes. But you know, the people with you benefited because I also had I had more cookies than I needed. Yeah, me too. It was, it was great. great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I everyone around me was really happy about the cookies. We we definitely were happy. Um okay, so I'm excited, I guess, that you like the state fair. Um mm-hmm. I think I'll go back next year because the Amish donuts donuts. Oof were so good that they might bring me back as well as the mini apple pie, which is the cookie dough pie. Yeah, the, the okay. Amish donut was incredible. Yeah, so another good. five, you betcha. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I it's getting close. What is it? to By the time this comes out, it'll be probably the 15th or 14th of November. So it's getting close to the holidays. So I think mm-hmm. the next question is particularly appropriate because it's about the holidays. Um, and we've asked this question a lot on this podcast, and I would love to like log your answers into the imaginary spreadsheet of everyone's a- answers. Um, but I thought maybe what I could do is expand this to like a rapid fire and go mm-hmm. and go not just with holiday questions, but questions that we've asked on this podcast many times and get your take on them all. And it's it's kind of a honestly, I don't know how this podcast will do with rapid fire because we tend to go on and talk about it ad nauseum, but maybe we'll mm-hmm. try to, to do something different. But my guess is that you'll answer and then we'll be like, okay, that we don't, we don't understand. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, that, that, and I, I sometimes, you know, we, we have very different um, ideas for the answers. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I think she's wrong. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I gotta be able to, Chip, I got to be able to put my my two cents in. Defend your honor. Mm-hmm. So I think, Lindsay, that you might side with me on some of these questions. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that's the case so that the Hall of Famer is wrong. Mm-mm. I'm ready. Okay. All right, you ready. The first one is holiday related. When is an acceptable time to put up your Christmas tree? It must be after Thanksgiving. Ding 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 ding, 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 correct answer. Number two, when is it acceptable to start listening to Christmas music? Oh, man. I, okay, I would say after Thanksgiving as well, but I I must admit that every once in a while I do sl- slip in a, a Christmas song here and there throughout, mm. the, throughout the other seasons. Oof. So my take on that is, again, this is rapid fire that I'm breaking my own rule, but that's fine. My take on that is you can listen to Christmas music ahead of time, especially if you're like Christmas shopping and you want to get in the spirit, but ahead of time, meaning after Thanksgiving, but before Thanksgiving, the only acceptable Christmas song to play is Mariah Carey's All I Want Is You (laughs) for Christmas Is You. You have to just put that on repeat. Okay, good. So you like that. You're not a hater of that. 
Oh no, it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's my favorite Christmas song. Yeah. Non-traditional Christmas song, I should say. Of course. Okay. Number three, also about, I don't know if you consider Halloween a holiday, but in this case, we will. First mm-hmm. word that comes to mind when you hear candy corn. Snot. Oh, <laughs> oh please expand. Yeah, go ahead. More, please. It's just a really weird tasting candy. Um, mm-hmm. But I did, I did, you know, like two days ago, recognize that if you, li- if you line um, candy corn up, you can actually make a full cob of corn, which is kind of incredible. Okay. What were you doing to discover that? Yeah. I saw it on, I saw it on social media. You have to look it up. Anybody who's listening must look it up um, because you can make a full cob of corn out of them. Yep. That's interesting. Um, Speaking of cob and cob of corn, I don't know if you remember, but when you were here in August, you made us corn on the cob, which was excellent. But uh, I do Mm -hmm. remember being, ridiculed by the way that I eat oh yeah corn on the cob and so I'm wondering I bet you I could probably do better with candy corn on a cob oh my god the way that you eat corn is so strange (laughs) (laughs) like a little rabbit oh yeah it's ridiculous (laughs) like there are kernels missing all like left all over the place yeah you're supposed to clear that corn you're supposed to clear that that cob of its corn yeah, like a roll, like a typewriter. Yes. Okay, but time out. Yeah. You're talking like she just made like, oh, yeah, we just had corn on the I top. know, I know. So I said in the introduction she's the greatest chef I've yeah. ever known. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Mexican street corn, right? Or something like that? Yes. Yes, yes. and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So It's the best corn. Yeah, I had to, yeah, had to add that because right. she definitely did I not know. tell the full story. <laughs> you know, but how do you, I mean, Lindsay's got to get sick and tired of us raving about her cooking. Mm. Like she just made us, well, three to four excellent meals. I think yes. there were three main meals that mm-hmm. you made that like, it's like, are we at a restaurant right now? No, we're not. We're at better than a restaurant. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I love it. Okay. So here's the next rapid fire question because we are totally rapid firing this yeah regarding okay another um now i don't know i i don't know if you celebrate thanksgiving but i'm assuming you do since you just said you can't put a christmas tree up till after thanksgiving so this is also a holiday question regarding thanksgiving meal or or anytime really i guess is it called stuffing or dressing oh it's stuffing yeah that's right (laughs) all right i think that dressing is very confusing because dressing is supposed to go on a salad Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now that now we dive. Well, one more thing. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, who usually does the cooking? It's me. It's all me. Yeah. I do every last bit of it. It doesn't surprise me, and and I bet. Like I, I don't even think I could ever join you for Thanksgiving because I might actually die. <laughs> it would be so good. From overconsumption. Too many dishes. Yes, to, so so many dishes, and like over oh, yeah. not necessarily overconsumption, but like just it's so good. You know the memes you see on social media. I'm dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you should definitely come. Well, great. Oh yes, because do you do like the the usual yeah, type good, meal good or like the classic, or do you guys kind of do your own version? 
I do a little bit of my own version. Um, it, it really depends on whether my sister-in-law is in town. If she's there, we usually try to do like a, a different cuisine from somewhere else in the world. Oh. But if she's not there, I'm probably going pretty traditional. Okay. And that's kind of what our family yep. did for a long time. We took a, we took, each of us made a dish and it's usually from a different part of the world or, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever we wanted. And just a, away from the traditional American, mm-hmm. but then we'd always have turkey. So we'd have like turkey and then we'd have Thai. <laughs> it was just, yeah. It might not fly on your yep. table, Lindsay, but it's the one ours. I mean, to each their own. <laughs> okay. All right. Now we diverge from the holiday questions. We have two more rapid fire. Okay. Is it ever okay? Now this one's kind of long. Is it ever okay to buy donuts or, or cronuts and, and take those donuts to a coffee shop who also sells donuts, buy coffee at the coffee shop and then eat the donuts at the coffee shop? It's more than okay. Yes. Ooh. It's more it than okay wrong. because, because wow. I think that we should we should all maximize pleasure for ourselves and that's maximizing pleasure. Mm-hmm. So aren't you like totally ripping on the other people's donuts? Like your yes. donuts aren't good enough. So I'm going to pick on, I'm going to pick up my donuts first and then I, I yes. like your coffee better. So, okay. Yeah. But maximize pleasure. Okay. And also you're patronizing two places in your community instead of just one. That's yeah. an excellent way of looking at it. Thank you. Yeah, separately, please. Yeah. Okay. So, so far you've answered that question the way I thought you would and the correct way. Hmm. And finally, is it okay to stop at a gas station or a convenience store or a McDonald's really anywhere to use the bathroom only and not buy anything? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. You knew she was going to We all have to go to the bathroom sometimes. And you know what? I'm not always wanting to spend money when I go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you at all um, convinced by Lindsay's response? No. No, No. I'm not. (laughs) No. But the good thing is that she lets me do it. Like if we're traveling together, if I have to go to the bathroom, I just stop. And she doesn't say, well, I got to go in there and buy something then. No. Good. I'll stay in the car. Yeah, she stays in the car. (laughs) I won't be a part of this. This is terrible. That's a supportive enough partner. There we go. But if I go in, I'm buying something. (laughs) Of course you are. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So those were the rapid fire questions. The not so rapid fire questions. Well, I mean, I think we did pretty well. No. The only person that was rapid was Lindsay. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she followed the rules, I guess. I tried to be concise. Well, you also had the correct answers, so I didn't really need you to expound at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Now, I would like to talk a little bit before we go about where we can find you, how we can register for your workshops, especially the one coming up on Sunday. This is a really, it's going to be great. And I just think people need to sign up for it. I, and I'm hoping that some of our listeners will do that. They, I know they bought jerky when the two chicks jerky were mm-hmm. on. And so I'm hoping I love they'll do it. that. So tell us. So you can sign up for my workshops at sadfriendssocialclub.com. And you can follow me on Instagram. Honestly, just follow my personal Instagram, which is told my therapist about you. I know it's a little long, but it's worth it. It is worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> Okay, now how many do you have? How many spots are left on this current workshop? Um, I believe there are about 
14 spots, but if I'm noticing that it's getting full, I can open it up to an extra 10. Oh, okay, good. And that's this Sunday, November 19th at 6 p.m. Central. Mm-hmm. 6 p.m. Central. 7 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Yes. And 5 p.m. Mountain. Am I right? Yes, that's right. And you don't have to be a sad person to come to the sadfriendsocialclub.com, right? No, you don't. You can be a happy person. You can be anything in between. Great. You'll accept us however we are. Come as you are. That's what I always say. Okay, good. And is there, we should let people know, is there a a fee for your workshops? They're $20. Which is a steal for what you get. Thank you. How good you feel afterwards. Uh The Hall of Famer (laughs) is totally laughing at me. What is funny? Well, your glasses are fogging up. Yeah, I know. I'm warm. I'm warm in here. It's 60 degrees here today, and it's November 14th. Yeah. And, and she well, just ex- it keeps exchanging glasses, and they just keep fogging. Yeah, I have her. two here, and I just keep switching them out because they keep fogging. That's an incredible image. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, is there anything else I've missed? I mean, is there some... Um, I'm sure that at some point there'll be a question, and I'll say, oh, God, I should have asked that question. Or the, you know, the listeners will have questions, and of course I blew it because I didn't ask the question. I, I do think they might ask, well, if, you know, if she's Northeast, why is she in Vail? Well, my family has a place out here and I am privileged enough to be able to use it. So I've been out here for a month and a half uh, working from home. And it's just very lovely. Mm-hmm. We talked earlier on this podcast about our time there yes. a little bit. Wonderful. Oh. So is there anything else I missed? Yeah, the, I, I can't think of anything. I don't know. Good. Now, is there any other question, Hall of Famer, that I have missed that you can think of? No, I don't think so. I was chiming in. I guess I can ask one more rapid fire, the same, um, along the same lines as the going to the bathroom when you didn't pay. And actually, I have two more questions. And also the other one is, uh, okay, so I'll just do the two questions. This is about going to the bathroom. Is it ever okay to, do you know what I'm going to ask? No. Is it ever okay if you, you, you have to go into the store, whether, or let's say you're at the gas station and you want to get something, but you don't need gas, but you park in the gas stall because there's no parking anywhere else? Is that okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> at, first, at first, I wanted to say no, but then when you said there's no parking anywhere else, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to say yes. Okay. So Karen, who you satisfied the condition for, Karen Mm -hmm. did that and talked about it on this podcast and got a ton of flack for it, especially from me. And me. And you. And I think maybe, I think she did say the parking spots were full. I don't know. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Maybe that was the second time because she did it again because she was not, (laughs) she was not at all disturbed by our you know, basically telling her she's a terrible person. She was not at all disturbed by it. So she said, I'm just going to do it again. And she did it again. But that was because Good for her. there really wasn't any parking available because it was like under construction. Yeah. But I think she did it. I, I, I don't think Karen would park there if there was no parking, that, that there was other parking available. But she did say that a woman came up to her and said, what she said? That the lady you, chewed her out. The la- you are a horrible person or something like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Karen's response was, 
thank you. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> thank you. And so, okay, so I bet you she'll be happy about your response. And the other one also has to do with, and all of these, again, we've asked multiple times on this podcast, has to do with going into the gas station. Let's say you have, you're traveling and you have leftover Chinese from the night before. You go to the gas station to use the microwave so you can heat up your food, but you don't buy anything from the gas station. You just use their electricity. Is this okay? I want to say no to that. And could you describe how it's different than using their plumbing? (laughs) (laughs) It just feels more, it just feels more invasive to me to be uh-huh. using the microwave yeah. out in front of everyone mm-hmm. rather than the yeah. the private facilities. Right. I can't remember if I did that or if we saw somebody else do that. I don't think I did it. No, we saw somebody else do it. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit much. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't yeah. love it. Okay, good. Good. Um, do you have I, I thought of one more question. Do you have time for it? Oh yeah. All right. Is it okay what what actually what is your stance and pun intended? on taking shoes off when you get in the house off or on shoes have to come off and is it because you're just more comfortable with your shoes off or because you don't want germs being brought into the house or you think it's gross or what is it i think it's just more comfortable to have your shoes off yeah i agree if you went to a house where they asked you to keep it on what would you do Mm. i get i suppose i would listen but i would find it strange and formal Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, Lindsay and I are on the same page for almost everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, famer. I'm got, with you on the shoes for sure. She's with us on the shoes. Yeah. I will tell you that Karen, the same Karen, had a good reason for not wanting to take her shoes off. She doesn't take her shoes off in her own home ever. It's because as a little girl, she jumped down the oh, stairs. Yeah. She was like running down the stairs and there was a golf tee <gasps> straight up. So the piercing side was up, and uh-huh. she didn't have her shoes on. I actually have a similar story. I have a very oh, similar story. Let's yeah, it. I I did the same thing, and um, not with a golf tee, but with a a prong collar. You know, like a dog prong <gasps> collar. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was running to the front door, and I landed on a prong collar, and the prong went right straight through my foot. Oh, that sounds awful. Oh, it was horrible. Emergency room? Oh yeah. And I was babysitting, so I went to the emergency room with a baby in my arms and oh, hobbling on one foot. <laughs> oh, oh my. Wow. Yeah. And so but you still you didn't change your stance on no no shoe or shoes, shoes No, no, no. A freak accident will happen here and there. That's okay. Yeah, okay. All right, great. All right. Well, if you don't think I missed anything, basically you're telling me I mean, I did a great job, which I'll take. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, Lindsay, we love you. Thank you for coming on our podcast. And I hope that listeners will go to Lindsay's sad social friends club.com. Did I get that right? Sad friends social club.com. Sad you were friends social club.com. Register for these workshops. Follow her on social media at told my therapist about you. She's a great follow. And Lindsay, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I hope you had a great central time. <laughs> that was funny. Thank you so much for having me. This was very fun. Yay. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. 
You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwest Bias Pod. On the World Wide Web at Midwest-Bias.Castos, that's C-A-S-T-O-S, dot com. You can email us your questions and comments, most Midwestern moments of the week, Midwest Mediator, and anything else at MidwestBiasPod at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you're listening to this, you obviously found us. And lastly, I would really love a five-star review wherever you can leave reviews for podcasts. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. I think it's an actual sin to fold your pizza.